Told y'all this was a movement. Taking ain't believe What's up, everybody? It's your boy Andres, and I just want to let y'all know that you know you can become a supporter of the show. We produce a lot of content, be putting a lot of great information out there for free. Um, so if you really feel like you have benefited from this and you want to add value to the show, become a supporter. You can do ninety nine cent a month, you can do four ninety nine, or you can do nine ninety nine. So just uh, you know, sign up. All you gotta do is go to that support bunk, uh, button. Uh, wherever you uh, see this episode, whether you hear it on Spotify, I believe there's links that says become a supporter and there's an anchor link. So go ahead and, you know, become a supporter today. Be proud in the fact that we're going to be able to shoot this thing to the moon. Wow, that's helpful. Let me hit this. Let me hit this. Okay, here we go. Oh, there we go. All right, y'all, we are tuned in for another episode of the Bank That Radio Show. I am your host, and I have a special guest uh, on uh, Zoom for y'all uh, coming from Ohio. We have Miss uh, Lisa Brown, who is the uh, founder of Side Hustle Saturday. Uh, I love the fact that you wore the shirt. <laughs> Gotta represent. <laughs> but, um, Take my phone, my phone. I don't need nobody calling right now. Um, but uh, Lisa, I wanted to uh, talk to you today. One, um, like uh, I was telling you the other day, I ran across your uh, Facebook sponsored uh, post where you were talking about your platform. And then I started looking at the platform, uh, seeing all the different or plethora, yeah, there we go, of guests that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, so for everybody out there who's going to tune into the video, uh, give us one, like, you know, your background and then 
what made you want to start a platform? Sure. Um, I started Side Hustle Saturday um, Hustle Talks about a year ago. Well, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, that was during the time where, of course, we were all experiencing COVID. Mm -hmm. And then I, we were going through that. I call it a, a, a renaissance, you know, about all the racial unrest. Everybody was getting woke. And I, um, I wanted to do something to give back. Mm -hmm. more than just I'm out here protesting. And that was cool. I mean, I was out there, but. I wanted to do more that was going to be evergreen. And I always felt like Black businesses were underrepresented or the light that we were presented in wasn't tangible enough that people could really get value add out of it. So um, I had to hone in on some of the things that I like to do that would evolve into a platform. I love to network. I love to hear people's stories. Mm -hmm. I love to talk, as you'll find out in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love products and businesses. And so I wanted to ball that all up into something. And I said, I want to start a platform for Black-owned small businesses where we could come together as a community and talk about your entrepreneurial journey because everybody that I've run into that I've run into either has a side hustle, wants to start a side hustle, or doesn't know how to get their side hustle off the ground or they're a business mm -hmm. owner, somebody who was doing something. And so I wanted to have this platform to start that. And hence I started Side Hustle Saturday Hustle Talks. That's what's up. Um, so in your journey of doing that. Well, first of all, is this your first, like, um, I, I look at it like a business um, because you're putting all the ingredients in that it would be to be a business. Is this you know, like your first venture of doing something of this magnitude? Um, of doing something where I'm talking to people via video and doing lives? Yes. <laughs> as far as starting a business, no, I've started businesses that have failed. And I've learned from that. Um, I was on the eBay bandwagon where I had my own business. And it really wasn't something that I was passionate about or something that I wanted to do. So it didn't do well. But um, I still learned from that. And there were things, I'm in corporate America now. You know, I have a digital background of 15 plus years. And so the value add that I bring to the platform are the things that I've learned over the years of working in corporate America and from the businesses that I've had and that have failed. And those are some of the things that some of the business owners or most of the business owners or the things that you hear me talk about when I do my YouTube shorts or my interviews, those are my experiences. So I'm speaking from truth and experience when I say those things to mm -hmm. my platform. So uh, in launching the platform, which is new as far as like doing the video and the, the interviews, um, even the process of even doing that, like getting interviews, right? Um, you have to go through a trial and error. So what, what were some things that you learned um, that you necessarily didn't think about before pursuing? That I like to be in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
go live. And when I talk to people and I say, you know, you should, they need to see more of you. Mm -hmm. um, it's a scary thing because you're pressing the button and it's not just, you know, your people or it's on your small little, you know, Facebook page or your private page. It can hit like hundreds and thousands of people or if it goes mm -hmm. viral, you're talking about millions of people that this can hit. Yeah, make sure I was like, was I hearing things about that at the door? But uh, <laughs> am I hearing so something? You were saying that um, one, you know, pressing the live button, and you have the potential to reach a large number. You do. You don't know who's going to look at it, who's mm -hmm. going to share it. You just have no idea how people are going to connect with it. And, and it's a scary, it's a scary thing because basically. You know, you're putting yourself out there mm -hmm. and um, whether it's your art or your point of view or whatever, you're putting yourself out there. So, you know, you might get feedback back. You don't know how people will feel about it. And so you have to have a certain mindset like, listen, this is what I have to say. You might not like it. You might like it. You might rock with me. You might be like, hey, I want to follow her. But mm -hmm. it's to step and put yourself out there. So people see you. I think we hide, you know, people that don't go live or don't do YouTube or they're scared to do YouTube. And I've talked to a lot of people that way. They, you know, they hide behind the business and I'm one of those. So I'm not speaking where I'm just, you know, talking about somebody. I was doing that. I was hiding behind my interviews. I wasn't coming out to say, hey, this is just me, Lisa B., you know, and this is Side Hustle Saturday Hustle Talks. I was doing that because I was scared because I didn't know what people would think about me. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to kind of develop a confidence like I'm, I'm rocking with my platform. Yeah. I don't mean rocking. Me personally, I know what I'm doing could help somebody. The guests that I bring in. Mm -hmm. could help somebody and I feel like what I'm doing has some legs to it so I am confident about that and if I'm confident about that that I need to exude that confidence mm -hmm. and I need to come out and I need to talk about it and I need to and there might be some things where I learn some things or I might be wrong but I have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and putting myself out there so we can have those conversations and we can all learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they say, you know, in order to grow, you have to be uh, uncomfortable and go beyond your comfort zone. Yeah. And that that really is growth. Um, and I can say, from, well, you know, from my own platform, well, I've always had like, you know, uh, the extrovert personality anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I've arrived in like situations where I was in retail, in sales or whatever the case may be, yeah. but even building, you know what I'm saying, this platform and getting used to the camera. Because uh, at first I was trying to, I was trying to be like, sort of like scripted or whatever, 
Yeah, me too. So formal. Yeah. I'm sitting there looking at my old interviews and I'm like, eh, that's kind of boring, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you know, I look back at some of my, I'm reading. Uh-huh. And sometimes I still teleprompt and I'll read, but it was bad. Like yeah. I was seriously reading and it was very monotone and I wasn't mm-hmm. animated like I am now because. Mm-hmm. I was still had that corporate mindset. So I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, is this really your platform, Lisa? You know, do you really want to do this? Then be mm-hmm. authentic. Exactly. Authenticity gets you everywhere. It you does. know, be authentic. And the people that resonate with you will find you. And it's as simple as that. So yeah, it's it's um it's a scary thing, but what I learned about myself. Um, besides wanting to be on camera. But what I learned about myself is that it helped me in my social skills. Not to say I was like, you know, an introvert. I would talk to people, but now I talk to people. You know, Mm -hmm. I have no problems whipping up a conversation, talking to people that I don't know. And being on camera and doing these interviews was helpful for me in that retrospect. So I learned that that was a skill set that I had to develop and doing this helped me enhance that skill set. Mm-hmm. So as far as like guest selection, right? Um, I'm, I'm a part of a couple of different groups on Facebook and like I, I have my own theory as far as like, you know, when you build your platform, you start seeking out guests, things of that nature, how you go about doing that. Uh-huh. Then even the type of guests that you want. Yeah. Um, and then also it goes into, you know, whether or not you charge, whether you don't charge, things of that nature, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to get into that part unless you want to. Oh, we but can get into as, it. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, 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 you, uh, you like it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as guest selection, though, right? Mm-hmm. How do you go about picking your guests or what is the process of a guest getting to your platform? I've gotten guests interesting ways. So I'll just start at the beginning. When I first started out, it was people who I knew mm-hmm. that I had businesses or was doing something that I felt like could benefit. Um, I wouldn't say that I had a gift, but I like people that have interesting stories, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was lucky enough to get guests on my show that were like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. You know, I like really cool and unique things. So that's Mm -hmm. my radar to find guests for my show. Um, Something that is unique or interesting about them. Um, So I use a lot of different different techniques. I started out that way, you know, friends and family. Mm -hmm. You got business, be on the show. Then I would... um, get on email lists to blackbusiness.com or Essence or a lot of the black um, social media sites and see who they were writing about. Mm -hmm. And then I would follow black businesses and follow who they would follow. Mm -hmm. And when people went live, I would see who they were going live with. I would check my phone. I was like, who's that? Follow them, do a little research on them. So I was getting guests that way. A lot of them from um, when blackbusiness.com would post about a a certain story. I've got quite a few guests that way where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. 
I would post their story, give black business the credit, and then reach out to them if they were like, thank you, you know, this is cool. Hey, your story's great. Let's talk about it via video. Forget mm -hmm. about the print. You know, yep. we want to talk to you. And so I, I've done that. And then this, this people started reaching out to me. You know, once I got my content built up, you know, people were like, I've seen your content. It's great. I would like to be a guest on your show. Um, just to piggyback on what you said, I do not charge my black businesses for being on the show. I don't believe on in that. I don't stand in that. And as today, and I don't think I ever will, will charge a black business to be on. I just don't. That's not what I want this platform to be about. I want it to be about helping people. Mm -hmm. and, and I just, for my platform or what I stand for, I just don't think for me it would be right. Yeah. I support by if you selling t-shirts or a mug or whatever, some cookies, I will buy from you to support yeah. that uh, yeah. and to support your black business because it's hard out here to be a business. Yeah. It is. So uh, that brings up an interesting question for me, right? Because I have mm -hmm. a two-prong model for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but of course, you've seen like, you know, my numbers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I've put a lot of money into building my platform. Mm -hmm. And to me, I treat it like a business. And I, my general rule is if people reach out to me and I don't know that I have no relationship with you, then I will charge you. Oh. It's not going to be a whole lot of whatever. Mm -hmm. Like $100 per interview because they know I'm willing to push it too. Right. Um, but if I'm reaching out to people and I want to hear about their story mm -hmm. and I want to I let them know I appreciate their time, I don't charge. Mm -hmm. um, but I have had it to where, you know, I've reached out to people and I think, uh, like my busiest year was 2018. Mm -hmm. I did 88 physical interviews. Wow. I did at least, I want to say 30 to 40 audio interviews. Uh -huh. I did over a hundred some interviews. Um, and I really blossomed the channel and platform that way. 20, it was either 2018 or 2019. There's one there right before pandemic. Mm -hmm. And and no, I think it was 2018, 2019. I think I scaled down a little bit. I did about 40 or 50. And then 2020, I was so tired that I only did like 12 interviews that year. Wow. But I had the content though. Yeah. And so and you repurpose, and that's that's important as well. You can go back and like, hey, exactly and that content and repurpose it. And people reshare because you know, Facebook does a thing. My my biggest platform is Facebook. Yeah. Um, people reshare those videos because I've I've seen and this goes off into another like you know <laughs> realm as well. But I see where like I'll be people's interview and then they won't do any more interviews. <laughs> I don't understand why they do that. Um, it could be the fact that they're not actively looking for them. People are not reaching out. Whatever the case may be, or maybe they want people to reach out. They just don't know how to pursue mm -hmm. getting on someone's platform. <clears throat> Excuse me, but to go back to my point, like I, I've invested a lot of money, microphones, uh, yeah. like I pay for Zoom premium service. Yeah. I do a lot of Facebook ads. And I'm like, I do too. I love Facebook ads. That's why, like, you know, I, I use a charging method for people who just inquire because I've had people who just want to get on just so I can validate what they do. Ah. And you know, as you're learning and you'll see that, you know, mm -hmm. once your platform gets to a certain level, 
people just want to get on it just because regardless yeah. if you agree with their business or yeah. what they're doing, they want you to validate them because the consumer, as you know, in marketing, yeah, uh, when a third party picks up something, the consumer then instantly thinks that that thing is validated because the third party right. gave it attention. Right. And I had to be careful of that because I've had a couple of people that, you know, just basically try to use the platform for more so of their benefit as as opposed to it being a mutual benefit. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've kind of experienced that as well. Um, when I would have the interviews, I would be like, OK, I'm going to do the digital thing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do an Instagram I'm going to be a Facebook flyer. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And people weren't using it. Mm -hmm. And I was the one that was putting all the dollars behind it. So mm -hmm. now I say, okay, I'll give you the interview. I mean, it's only fair that I'll give you the interview and you can edit it out. But I don't do the digital flyers anymore. I'll do them for me, but I don't provide that. Unless the client, unless the guests say, you know, can you send me a digital flyer? So I've totally, you know, I'm always evolving the way I do it, but I hear what you're saying. And mm -hmm. sometimes I can kind of weed people out mm -hmm. yeah. because what I do is before I, we even have an interview, we have a discussion because I mm -hmm. want to see what you're about. Like we did. I mean, we was yeah. talking so much. Right. I want to make sure that, you know, it's a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be sure, and if I can't use you as an interview, I might use you in a different realm, like Hustler of the Week or mm -hmm. Side Hustle Shout Out. Now, for mm -hmm. those things, I will probably start to charge, but I haven't yet because I'm still growing and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm still evolving and learning. But you're right. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a certain point of, you know, hundreds and thousands of followers, you've got to kind of like reevaluate and pivot your business model so now it's like okay i have this huge platform and joe schmo just can't get up on here selling his t-shirts you know it has to be a value add and there's going to have to be some give back and so we'll just have to have once i hit that hundred thousand because we're going to speak that into existence <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know then then that's when i'll reevaluate and, and pivot my model and yeah. think of ways I still want to help, but I'm not going to, it's, you know, I still want to be helpful and, and bring to the forefront black businesses to where it is a good ROI for the black business owner, as mm -hmm. well as for me coming on my platform. Yeah. So, excuse me. Uh, the only thing I would say today is like, I'm like, I think you're at the part where you can charge now. But, you know, that's, that's definitely up to you. Yeah. Um, I tell people, like you, regardless of your your why, right? Your why is to help the black businesses. Yeah, they still have to. You still got to play the game of if you want people to to uh, patronize your business, you got to put money into marketing. Mm -hmm. You got to put money into the advertising. You can't mm -hmm. just rely on you know just social media and blah blah blah. Their own. Right. Team. And I'm like, that is just that's narrow minded looking at it because it's a lot of clutter out there. And that's there what advertising helps does. It helps break through the clutter because you're being consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, there's another thing about that. And, I'm and like, but no, the piggyback on that, um, uh -huh. 
I've thought about that. So I'm doing another business mm-hmm. to where the revenue can come in. Yeah. So um, I'm building a multimedia company, you know, as we speak. And that will be the revenue portion of Side Hustle Saturday, yeah. where I'll charge you for the digital ads. I will charge you for the Facebook. I'll charge you for media consulting or video making or mm-hmm. all those things. Um that small businesses need that they don't really mm-hmm. think about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And oh, no. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, you know, they don't and they don't think about that. So I'm doing, and there are a lot of them out there. Please believe when I tell you. Um, and so what's gonna set me apart from everybody else is my background, my skill set. You can go on my page and look at my stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's my portfolio. So um, that will be things that'll set me apart. I just got LLC. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do a full launch in 2022 at the beginning of the year. Plug is going to be called Studio 951. So we will um, start to bring in small businesses to help them do consulting and coaching and, and, and elevate that business or take it to the next level. It could be small things like I need help with this. And then that, so that's when I'll start to charge mm-hmm. um, people to get that revenue. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. So mm-hmm. as far as um, like, you know, your variety of guests that you've had on, have you had any one particular interview that really stuck out to you? Well, there's been a couple. Um, I had, oh, I just had one that was great. It was uh, Christina Fontanelli, um, and she has uh, a Fontanelli art. It's not posted yet, but mm-hmm. that was an amazing interview um, where she talks about mental health. She does mm-hmm. an art and dance therapy. I've had Jesse Bird. He's a Black children's author. That was really good. He's really, really an amazing person. I've had... Um, uh Jay and Jalen Taylor. Um, Jay uh was uh incarcerated mm-hmm. and him and his daughter, you know, he wanted to go beyond the phone call, like, hey, how you doing? So they wrote books together and they published they books. Yeah. So I, you know, they were an amazing his story. I was like, that's why I was like, I love stories. And mm-hmm. it's when I interview. Black business owners, I'm going to ask you more than about your business. I want to mm-hmm. know about you because you are your business, right? Yeah. So I like to ask those questions that, you know, go into the, the being of the entrepreneur. You know, what defines you as an entrepreneur? You know, things like that. You know, what was that aha moment for you? So I, I ask questions like that because to me, when people are, want to share stuff like that, that's tangible stuff. That's like mm-hmm. people can relate to that and be like, Dad, that's me. I, I felt that way too. So, you know, it's more than just, okay, tell me about so-and-so XYZ business. All right, how long have you been in business? Who is your client? Where can we reach you? No, we, we talk. Yeah, those, those are the boring questions. <laughs> yeah, those are the boring questions. We talk. And um, I had one with uh, uh, Michi Kingala. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
she does data. Now, people, you know, data is not sexy, right? Mm -hmm. But when she talked, man, when I tell you she was coming with some gems, we weren't even talking about data. She was like, you know, we kind of getting off the data subject. I was like, no, but this is really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was a really good interview about defining your why and why do you want to be an entrepreneur and, Mm -hmm. you know, she was really giving me some good stuff. So stuff like that, that's what I'm interested in for my show for being a, to be an entrepreneur. It's more than your business. It's about you and your entrepreneurial journey and your own narrative. Yes. uh, That's one reason why I kept the platform going because I wanted to not only like you offer an opportunity for black businesses to be heard, but then, and in artists and whomever doing great things in the community, mm-hmm. but also to paint your own narrative and to showcase to yeah. the audience. Because one one of, one of the things that really like ticked me off is that I I, uh, I don't actively rap as much as I used to. But I was a recording. Oh artist, but... come on! <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm, I'm doing all this other stuff mm-hmm. and in building my art. Uh, discography and things of that nature, I would go on other people's platforms and push my music. Mm-hmm. And I would get like, you know, maybe five minutes of talking time or maybe 10. And I'm like, that's not enough time to really, you know what I'm saying, showcase the depth of the person who I am. Right. Regardless of it being around the parameter of being artistic. Right. And I used to uh, do where I would have multiple interviews. Then I was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore because it doesn't really give people that time. Yeah. And I used to uh, remember when people used to charge me and stuff. And, you know, I didn't mind that part or whatever because I knew it was, it was a platform. But uh, I felt cheated out of the value of it. Yeah. Because I didn't get to showcase what I was doing in depth. Yeah. Just like, right. you know, little breadcrumbs when I couldn't get, when I could have gave you a whole slice or a whole I gave you the loaf. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. Okay, uh, so I had uh, uh, gone through my ways of, you know, I used to have multiple guests and I was like, nah, you know, I'm just stick to one. And even though the downside of that is that, you know, the guests cancel on me. Uh, Man, so, can we just pivot on that? <laughs> what do you do yeah. when ghosts? Uh, when uh, guests ghost you, because I did a video about that. I got I have, I, uh, to be honest, I have a list. <laughs> you can't <laughs> get back on. I'm for real. <clears throat> I had, excuse me, in 2019, I think it was 2019. It was either 2018 or 2019. I had about nine people cancel. At the day of the show. Year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what? Because I'm like, people see what I'm doing. And it, it's not even just about me or whatever anymore. Like, I've redesigned how people see, like, the Bang Down Radio Show. I don't have my face. It's only on the flyers, but it's on the flyer with the guests as well. Mm-hmm. But everything else I do with the advertising and marketing is just the company. Well, it's just the logo. Yeah. Um, it's about the brand. It's about, you know, some, something bigger than myself. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to allow people to mistreat me. because. Right people will treat you how you allow them to and I'm like no because I, I bump into strangers people go oh man I see you on such and such oh keep doing what you're doing we love it oh love wow it. yeah and it's becoming more and more recognizable each day because I keep investing into it yeah um, because I want a certain outcome 
and I don't uh, I think it's very disrespectful one and unprofessional yeah uh, because very there's nice a lot stuff. of work that you put in you I know that you go through and when you pick your guests or however they come to you you start doing your research exactly your research can be hours upon hours because mm-hmm. you're going through because you don't want to ask the same type of questions. Right. Um, you, you want them to allow them to paint their picture, but you also want to be diverse enough to where when the audience sees it, they're like, oh man, wow, that's a great interview. Mm-hmm. And also your guests, like I, it's comp- it, I know it, it's a compliment to me because when I interviewed the guests, I'm like, oh man, that's a great question. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I still got this. it. Exactly. <laughs> doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah, I, I just find it very unprofessional, disrespectful to do that. Me, some people might think it's petty, but yes, I keep a list and I will, if they hit me up again, no, I'm sorry. I'm booked. Yeah. I, um, like I said, the last time somebody did it on the day of my show, I did a video. Mm-hmm. I did a video about it and I, I didn't call the person out, but mm-hmm. I just gave some tips about Okay, yeah. here are three tips for busy business owners. Yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, and so it that was the reason I did that video was because it was hours before my show and you mm-hmm. just now emailing me talking about, oh, mm-hmm. I overbooked. No, we're not going to do that. I just think, like you said, I think it's just unprofessional. It's rude. Mm-hmm. And I know people are busy. Please believe i know people are extremely busy but check your just be courteous enough to check your calendar mm-hmm. you know, it's like the unwritten rules of business and professionalism right mm-hmm. no one ever and i think i might even do some type of video on that one day mm-hmm. but there's these unwritten rules that we have in society that people have to learn and no one's going to really teach you or whatever but it's the most when you respect people's time they respect you exactly you get, more, you get more opportunities it's yes i understand sometimes double book things of our nature i have not done it that often very few times i'll forget and i'll forget to put it in my calendar then i'll book something else yeah but then i don't leave the people hanging though no i figure it out and yeah. sometimes it works in their my advantage and then other times like i apologize like hey i double book um maybe we can do this particular time or I can, you know, do something to where I can, you know, still give you value for what you were looking for. Exactly. Even if it's me just recording the video and sending it to you, and then you're going to upload it that way, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's work something out. Just don't cancel. Because I, t- I, please believe if I was Oprah, if I was Black Enterprise, if I was Essence, mm-hmm. would you cancel on them the day of the interview? No. You no, and then actually... People don't realize that you can blackball yourself. Like some oh, people think sure. that this is a like a lot of different people who who's in the same industry. They forget that people talk, they have relationships, yeah. and just in general conversation, somebody won't book you for something else because they have a relationship with this person over here, and you've mm-hmm. already they've already told you about their experience. Their yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, come on, you want the. You want your business to get out there. You want the most PR created about your business. Then you need to respect your business, respect other people's platforms and stuff. Absolutely. I could not disagree. And it goes far beyond um, an interview. 
It's mm-hmm. about your client or your product or your service. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You want to, I think there's a stigma when it, when we talk about black owned business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And I've run into it. Like I'll never do that because they were a black owned business, you know? And I think there's a stigma that comes along with that, that black owned businesses do not provide excellence. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's a fair stigma. It's not. It's not that uh, poor customer service is poor customer service. Poor product is poor product. Whether you're black, exactly. white, green, yellow, exactly. purple, green, it doesn't matter, you know. So to put that stigma on that because it's a black-owned business, it does not mean it's quality. You may not get quality from a business that's not a color. What you gonna do mm-hmm. about that? Exactly. Uh, I had a meeting with a, a lady on Friday mm-hmm. and we had talked through Facebook Messenger, I think it was around Tuesday or something, set that appointment. Uh, the meeting was at 4.30. I got there like at 4.15. I walked yeah. into her establishment. She's like, you know, who are you? And blah, blah, blah. How stuff. I'm like, oh, this is Andrea. So remember I was talking to you on Facebook. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And she was like, she kept thanking me for like keeping the appointment. And I'm like, I mean, that's the standard though. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, you I would with? not, if I said I'm going to be somewhere, exactly, I'm going to be there. Right. It, it's, it's very interesting that we still uh, have these, you know, experiences where people think, you know, that uh, we're unprofessional or. Yeah something is supposed to happen where people don't keep their appointments and won't let you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just don't function that way. Well, it's um, just like a contractor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You pay a contractor and a contractor be any color he wants to be. You pay a contractor, he don't show up or he leaves with your money. Right. But you mm-hmm. don't say I'm not going with that contractor because he was white. You just saying, I don't want to go with that contractor because he scammed me out of money. So I just don't understand why people, you know, put that stigma on black businesses. Now, do some black businesses need to improve quality and product? Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. I'm not even putting them in the the box of because it's a black business. Business is business. What we're trying to do is highlight black owned businesses because I feel like they're underrepresented. But when it comes to buying, I've bought the businesses I'm rocking with are have some excellent products like i still mm-hmm. buy candles from this uh, one of my guests to this day mm-hmm. she got all my coins because yeah. her candles are just that good but mm-hmm. you know and i i also have um talked to some people where they don't want to put that they're a black owned business mm-hmm. because they feel like then they'll be put into this category they're just a business mm-hmm. Which so, I get or whatever, you know, and, you know, to each their own, you know, but people that run their business, how they want to, yeah. I'm, I'm always promoting and saying I have multiple black owned businesses <laughs> <laughs> and I put it out there and I don't care. Like it's, to me, like you said, it's, I get to control the narrative. Right. I'm not letting other people control that. And like with my hemp business with the cook shop. You can go and look at the Facebook reviews. People, I can mm-hmm. post screenshots. People said, man, customer service is always on point. I've yeah. had people call me when we're closed and be like, hey, I was in the area. Okay, give me 12 minutes. I'll be there to open up. Right. 
I'm like, I'm looking at it like I want every opportunity to okay. make money so I can grow this, so I can hire people, so it can get bigger and bigger and can really take over and have right. a business that we can paint the narrative with and provide resources. Because I'm like, I tell people, the more you support these Black-owned businesses, especially the ones that are doing what they're supposed to do. Now, yeah. If you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, there's no sense in that business being in business anyway. Period. Exactly. Uh, regardless if it's Black-owned or not. But if you're supporting the ones that are doing what they're supposed to do, that's more resources for that business. One, small businesses don't have a lot of red tape. Right. They're uh, only owned, they're uh, owned by only either one person or just a select few and they can make decisions really quick. Mm-hmm. They can also support different initiatives in that local community. Yeah. So if you got a black owned business, they doing a million dollars a year and you know, they got like, you know, half a million in capital all the time because they're profitable they can take part of that money and go fund the you know i'm saying the football team or the softball team or the Mm -hmm. piano lessons at the school or wherever else that those resources have been stripped from right and i'm like come on to me it just makes sense whatever so i'm with you like i'm i'm always supporting black owned businesses i'm always uh, shouting them out i'm letting people know about the ones that do uh, I come exceptionally well, absolutely. Do now, do you think because I've run into this too, mm-hmm. where the businesses, the black-owned businesses that are super elevated, mm-hmm. they ain't got time for you. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't have time to like. This is how I got here. I've mm-hmm. been snubbed too. It's beyond ghosted. <laughs> I've been snubbed to where like, well, you're not X, you're not so-and-so. So I don't even have time for you. I've, I've, I've experienced that as well. And I'm like, wow, okay, well. So when I have guests on my show, you know, mm-hmm. I'll try to reach out to the ones that, you know, might have a couple hundred thousand. And it's not like I'm trying to jump on your coattails and, oh, mm-hmm. this will get me more followers. I just want to hear your story. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. know what made you, you, but, mm-hmm. um, now I'm like, you know, I just want to talk to the small business owners, you know? So I have a, a cap that I look at, I'll, I'll go on your social media sites. I'll see who, who's, how many followers mm-hmm. you have. And if I feel like mm, they don't have to, they're not, they're not going to reach back out to me or, yeah. you know, now some of them have, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. And if you're following one person Mm -hmm. and you've got 1.2 million followers, I'm surely not going to reach out to you. I I get it. Um, Yeah, there there are some that, you know, they will snub you, like you say, because they feel that it's not what's in it for them. Like, what is it with them or, you know, what's in it for me? Uh, And I get, you know what I'm saying? I get that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, if and and then you know have to look at like okay say if it's a, a an individual who throws like you know what i'm saying who's seen as the head of the empire right yeah and if that person gives you this opportunity are you really using this opportunity to you know talk about them or like you said use an opportunity to try to spend any way to make yourself look better things of the mm-hmm. nature you know that i might they get that all the time or whatever uh, whatever level you know what I'm saying you're at so right. I think I think you know 
never like, you know, shoot yourself down, but like you said, go through and look at who you think would fit um, your personalities with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I have those meetings. That's why I I do a 30-minute meeting before we even shoot to make sure we vibe or so they can just understand what Mm -hmm. I'm about, you know? And I've had a hundred percent success with that. You know, mm-hmm. I, they like, oh, I'm, I'm digging that. And those are the people that are part of the community because mm-hmm. they get it. You know, they, and I, they and get I can give you I'm an doing. example of who I've seen as a big person, not really uh, discount the platforms he's been on has been Master P. Oh, really? If you go and look at like the, the Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. and the interviews he's done, some of the uh, different places you would think that like just on instagram alone he's over a million some followers or whatever two million three million whatever the case but i've seen right. where he's on platforms where that particular platform on instagram they only got like maybe thirty thousand followers or something like mm-hmm. that they've mm-hmm. scored interviews with him oh wow like, ones. Mm-hmm. and if you uh, listen to his demeanor or whatever like if you're big enough i think he will consider whatever because yeah. it's about getting the message out. It's not yeah. about the biggest platform because the biggest platforms, like if you look at the, if you follow a person and say if they go on a breakfast club and then they go on, what's another big platform? Yeah, I, I've done that platform. where they, they, um, they're, they're going to all these different spots and like, oh, mm-hmm. that would be cool. Now they may only have, let's say 5,000 followers, but mm-hmm. now they feel like, you know, I'm popping now. And so then I'm reaching out like, okay, they kind of fall within the realm of, you know, who I would want to talk to. Oh, they ain't got time for me. Yeah. And I've seen where guests go on these platforms that are big and it's the same type of interview. It's nothing different really changes. Right. (laughs) To me, that was just a a waste of time. Right. You go on, like, if you're on drink champs and then you're on a breakfast club and you're talking about the same stuff on both platforms, to me, it's redundant. That's called scripted. Well, Yeah. (laughs) you know that's called you know that's my elevator speech and i'm sticking to it because Mm -hmm. you don't they don't want you to know the real them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that that's that's scripted and i mean that's cool i'm not knocking those people you know but and and if that's the facts if that's where they want to be and that's what they want to project then by all means project that, but please believe that's going to come out to how your business looks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. Uh, so, but I, I'm like with you, like I love providing the opportunity to people who are doing great things and then people who aren't known. I've had plenty of people. Oh yeah. Who just started the business. I had somebody who was over just two months into their business yeah and they started to you know get more notoriety and recognition and they helped push their business out there yeah so I don't mind things like that um and I don't I don't mind talking to people I know that you know have established stuff because there's value in that as well yeah I just want people to connect with me and then also to connect with the audience and the audience exactly As far as the platform growing, I already know that it's going to continue to keep growing because mm-hmm. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So unless I'm not here, it's not going to grow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And then, and then the thing that I would say to anybody watching this um, is, and we talked about this, is you've got to push your platform. Mm-hmm. You got to advertise. You got to let people know 
you're out there, you know, some of the things that I do to grow my Instagram, and I'll do follow for follow, not like you follow me, I'll follow you, is I'll go around and I'll follow different Black businesses, and they follow me back. You know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but I want to, you know, that's helped me out to let people know, hey, I'm out here, or Side Hustle Saturday, start what they about, and then they start learning about you, um, and then I do Facebook ads. I know you talked about that. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads, you can run them for as little as a dollar. Mm-hmm. One dollar. Um, and you can run an ad and get your business out there. You can control your spin. You can control the threshold. You know, so it doesn't cost you a lot of money if you're running on a low budget. But for you can put in a dollar, five dollars, however much you want to. But Facebook ads, you can run a Facebook ad and it'll show up in Instagram. It'll show up on Messenger and it'll show up on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I would tell people to advertise your business and look at running ads. Yes. Yes, because people have to know about your business. Yeah. Well, you know, all things have to get to an end. But... (laughs) 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 <laughs> I got some more work I got to do, but I want you to uh, put your information out there. And I'm going to also edit the video and put it in there as well. Okay. And the page and all that good stuff. Uh, but let people know where can they reach you at if they want to be booked as a guest or if, you know, in the future they want to do advertising or seek out any services that you can provide. Sure. Um, so for my social media channels, you can follow me on Instagram at hustle underscore Saturday. On Facebook, you can follow me on Side Hustle Main Hustle. And I'm on YouTube, y'all. Okay. I am trying to grow this YouTube channel. You can follow me on YouTube at Side Hustle Saturday Hustle Talks. Please, I'm going to send in the link to the channel. So you guys can follow me there. So please, please support. If you want to reach out to me, if you feel like you're video ready and you want to talk about your business, reach out to me. You can uh, e- um, email me at sidehustlemainhustle at gmail.com. And let's have a conversation. Let's talk to see how we can get you on the show. That's how that. Well, I appreciate your time. I'm going to end this recording and, you know, I'm going to uh, let you know when I get ready to put it out and everything. It's not going to take that long. Probably okay. Week or whatever. But I'll, I'll send you the uh, flyer and stuff like that. And Do you need headshots keep me? Did I, hmm. Do I need to send you a headshot or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Send me your headshot. Send me anything you want in the video. Okay. I'll send you a headshot and I'll send you a bio. You need a bio? Yeah, because I'll put descriptions in there. So, yeah, send me your bio. Okay. I'll send you that today. Um, and yeah, let me know because I'll put it on my stuff to post it as well. And I, I told you, I'm going to keep you in my Rolodex because I need to yeah, learn. I, I love the fact you say Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> Put many people in my role.